This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to The Mindful Experiment. As each week, we share an episode of someone that we interviewed, had a wonderful conversation with, to pick their brain, to share what they're doing for the world and how they can help. In this episode, I'm bringing back a guest, someone who I had such an amazing pleasure to interview. I've done their work. I've done his 21-day workshop and so much more. Um, and I, I love the soul, the essence of who he is. He's really a brother to me, uh, and I've only known him for a very short period of time. But he's an amazing individual doing some wonderful work. We have Niraj back on this show. Um, you can check in the show notes of our last episode we did. It's been over a year. And we discuss things on the neuroscience of breath work and the importance of it and how it interferes and how it changes your neurology and so much more. In this one, we went and had a more relaxed conversation. You'll hear the passion of Niraj. We get into a little bit of COVID. We get into a little bit of uh, the breath itself. We get into some um, procedures of what can we do from a holistic standpoint when it comes to life, health, and so much more, and how to view it in a different way. Of course, he's going to get into the breath and how that influences things, how it changes things, how it can radically improve your life, how it's not the end-all be-all, but it's one of the factors of the holistic model and so much more. So I had such a great time on here. I could have talked to Niraj for hours. Um, we, we did go as long as we could, but he will be back on again soon to be able to have even a more deeper discussion. But with all no further ado, here is the renegade pharmacist and the creator of Soma Breath, Niraj. Niraj, welcome back to the show, my friend. Absolute pleasure, buddy. 
Man, I just love the work you've been doing. Uh, we had you on a little over, I think it was like a little over a year, year and a half ago. Uh, I was wanting to have you back eventually. This is like the perfect time to have someone like you, your mind, your awakeness. You've taken the red pill, as we were discussing beforehand, getting on here. Uh, and it's just great to have an individual like yourself and what you're doing, and but also the awareness level where you are um, when it comes to everything that we're dealing with in life today. Great, man. It's absolute pleasure to be back. So, you know, last time I had you here, we didn't have all this COVID stuff going on. We didn't have all these lockdowns and so forth. You know, um, I think one of the things that I think is very, you know, when we look at all this and how things are going with life, I think one of the things you're doing with Soma Breathwork and all that, I think that's a critical piece in helping individuals really handle the adversity, right? Because this year has been pretty much a massive up and down global effect in the world, Um and you have a tool that you've been presenting with the world to help in help massively in this type of process of what's going happening. Yes, indeed, indeed. So actually, uh, you know, it, there was a while ago, somebody, I think some doctor in England posted a video on breathing techniques that he's, he was sharing with his um, patients and giving a lot of benefits uh, to his patients. Again, the oxygen back to the cells. Well, yeah, breathing techniques definitely help get oxygen to where it needs to go. So we have actually, uh, through our Soma Breath community, which has grown quite a bit since we last spoke, actually, we've got over a thousand instructors and we've got amazing people, um, you know, delivering these techniques and getting fantastic results, especially, well, actually, you know what, to be honest, there's not that many people in our group who have had COVID or know people who've had COVID. It's quite a small group uh, of people who have. I mean, our group's like 30,000 almost people. But, um, you know, the amount of people who've actually responded to say that they've suffered from it has been quite small. So um, what uh, we found, though, was that there were quite a few amazing stories of people who claim that they got incredible results from our Soma Breath course and our techniques. And our techniques are very simple, based on pranayama, with, but we've made it a bit more fun with the music. And, um, and we use this one technique called Kumbhaka, which actually really strengthens your whole nervous system, cardiovascular system, and also helps get oxygen to where it needs to go. It's like a, a very powerful method. And that's why in pranayama, it's like the most revered breathing technique. It basically is about breath retention, holding your breath in specific ways. So yeah, we've been seeing, witnessing, um, you know, a few, not tons, because as I said, there's not that many people that we've seen who's, who's at, even suffered from it yet. Um, but yeah, we, we get some really compelling results. And it's quite easy to c explain scientifically why it, it works. Now I could talk to you a little bit about how breathing exercise can help with any kind of illness, you know, infection. Um, but I won't say this is a cure. Okay. A cure is a very funny word. Cure by definition really means to bring somebody back to the state they were in before they had the disease. But that doesn't happen with us. With us, what happens is they transform. They go and become a completely different person at the end of it. Uh, they, even their brain changes, you know, shape. That from neurogenesis, they become a different person, a different character. You know, illnesses are often because of a person's character, the ego is holding on to that disease for some reason. Okay. And when you can reprogram, rewire that, breathing techniques are one powerful way of doing that. And chiropractic is a way of rewiring the brain too. You know, it's very powerful. You can actually bring about healing of chronic uh, issues. But acute infections, it's kind of a different, slightly different ballgame because, yep, healthy people can also get the flu, the colds, it happens, you know. But what we can do is prevent it from getting, coming to you in the first place. But we can also um, minimize the, the harm it does to the body, right? That's what, that's what a holistic practice like what we teach can bring. And what I've now done with Soma Breath is we've gone kind of beyond breathwork. Uh, before it was primarily a breathwork school, but now I brought in the extra layer because 
because I realized that actually that, you know, you, you can't just do breathing techniques and that's it. You know, there is, I mean, it does improve your health quite considerably, just that alone. But to really make a difference, you need to be holistic in your approach. And what, the way I've, I actually healed myself, which a lot of people would ask me, you know, how did I do it? When I had the ulcer colitis, uh, autoimmune condition years ago, it was a holistic approach. It was a change of diet. It was a change of lifestyle. It was a change of um, how I breathe. It was mind reprogramming. You know, it was releasing emotions that had been trapped in the body. You know, so many, many aspects that had to be dealt with. And breathwork alone can't do all that. So that's why yoga is a system as it is. Pranayama is just one branch of it. And there's a few different branches. And in Soma Breath now, we bring in all those branches, but we bring it in in a way that's more fun, easier to manage, more enjoyable, you know, and to also teach. So the music adds a big component to it. So, um, so that's what we've evolved into now. We have like a master certification. We have many people taking that and having amazing results. Because the thing with what we do with Ayurveda and the interesting thing with Ayurveda is that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Problem with mainstream health is that it tries to blanket everybody in, and put everybody into an average. And here's the big problem with that. So if you were to take the population and work out the average blood pressure of that population, okay, if you were to plot everyone's in the population's blood pressure, you're going to get like a bell-shaped curve. It's going to be like this, okay? And in the middle is the average which is 120 over 80, okay? But there are people on either side, okay, who are around 25% on the either side who are different from the average. Their average, their normal, is not the average normal. Do you get what I'm saying? So what happens is when you go for a blood pressure checkup, you get 25% false positives every time, and therefore you're manufacturing disease in these people. Right. What was Gandhi's blood pressure for most of his life until he? I have no yeah. idea. Probably low. I'm assuming. No. Yeah, that's no. what you'd expect. Two hundred over hundred. And okay. every doctor who checked Gandhi freaked out. They were trying to convince him to take medications to lower it. He was like, "No, no, no. I'm perfectly fine." And um, and you know what did he die of? He died of a bullet in his head when he was 80 years old, right? Not from blood pressure problems. And guess what? When they did the post-mortem on him, the autopsy, they found no complications from high blood pressure. Okay? So what we're doing right now is we're blanketing prescriptions on people. And that's basically the causing the big problem in healthcare. And... If you like bring somebody who's normal is say a high blood pressure, this happens with cholesterol quite often, right? Same problem with cholesterol. If you add cholesterol alone drugs to somebody whose normal cholesterol is higher than yours or mine, you're gonna cause them side effects and they might even lose their brain function and get Alzheimer's and other things. So this is the big problem with modern healthcare is this average patient model. I'm trying to make everyone an average. We're not like that. We're not robots. We're not machines. We're actually all individual sovereign, you know, people. We're spirits. We're, we're, we're not reductionist chemicals. We are a holistic being, you know, as you know all this. So, um, and I'm sure your listeners get this, but that's why with my method, I didn't want it to be a single, it can't be a single method. So in Ayurveda, it's a beautiful system because what Ayurveda does, it teaches us is that we're all made up of different energies and that's what makes us unique from each other. But there are like say three uh, energies uh, that we consist of, different balances of, and that's vata, pitta, kapha, air, fire, earth basically. And we're, we can, through a series of questions and, um, and the answers to those, figure out what is our predominant energy type? And then through that, you can start to customize uh, lifestyle plans for people that are more customized to who they are, their truth. 
And this is what we do. So now what we do is we use Ayurveda to use as a diagnostics tool to fit, find out who a person's energy type is to then be able to guide them and teach them. Okay. A doctor should teach methods, not, not, they shouldn't have all the power. They need to give the power of knowledge to the, they need to empower patients. That's what we do. And the idea is then we, um, can then create a total custom program for that person, which can be adapted and changed as they change their energy states and everything changes over time. And because of that approach, we're having dramatic results, like phenomenal results. And this is why in India, Ayurveda is very popular now. It's become more popular than probably ever before. It's why Prince Charles goes to, goes to Ayurvedic centers, you know, to get treated. He doesn't go to Royal Berkshire Hospital. He goes to India and goes to a top Ayurvedic clinic. All right? <laughs> That's the Love truth. That. Just do what the royals do and you'll find out the right way to do things. Well, it's always funny. <laughs> And I love your message. I mean, you know, it's a whole term, right? Holistic. We can look at it as the, the way they spell it, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C. But I always look at it from whole. Like you can't, you know, modern society, as you were saying, modern medicine is always that A, B, get the C, right? You take, you have this issue, take this drug, get here, you're good, you're solved. Or even in, and I have it as a chiropractor, you know, because again, how the conditioning in America has been about chiropractors is, hey, you're just a neck pain, back pain headache person. That's all you do. So when you have those issues, go see the chiropractor. And it's like, but I, I educate my patients day one. I don't treat anything. I don't, I don't treat a cause. I don't treat a symptom. I don't call it treat a pain. I don't, I don't do anything of that because that's not what I do. There is no one. And I, and they look at me weird. I always get this look like, mm. what the hell am I doing here? Kind of, <laughs> I wish yeah. I could get in their brain just for a second when I tell them that. But then I'd yeah. switch it over and I'm just like, hey, listen, I'm not, that's, there's no adjustment that does this. There's no adjustment that does that. And mm -hmm. so I love that because the approach is when we, when you look at bringing health into a whole realm, you have to take every fabric of it, right? I love how you said breathwork can't do everything. I always tell people the same thing. Chiropractic can't do everything. I educate a lot of my patients on, I go, hey, go check out. When I see there, because I use heart rate variability uh, in my office. Uh, I'm assuming very, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we have a chiropractors have a certain algorithm that they use in their in the company that uses the software, but I can tell after a certain period of time. All right, your lifestyle is not supporting you to be healthy. It's not supporting you to be optimal. And so then we start looking at what are facets, right? I can look at diet and all those things, which I do get into later down the road. But one of the things I really go to is the brain because as chiropractors, we've always said, um, eighty percent of people's issues is a mental emotional issue. 80%, yes. right? And I know you know this stuff already. And one of the things I always recommend, I go, hey, do some breath work. Soma breath is one of the ones, I know you know Wim Hof very well too. Um, and I'm always sharing those types because I'm like, this is a, a good beginning point to things. Um, because if I can get your tone down, because I'm doing the foundation, but if you're refiring that nervous system back up, I need you to condition it on your own and build habits so that we can get it down to stay at the level we wanna be at. But when you're looking, and I love you, I love how you brought blood pressure. You must read my mind. Um, as a guy, I'm not like a big guy or anything. I mean, I'm six foot, 225. Um, I've always, and one of the things Pretty is big. With, <laughs> but with, 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 with that muscle mass, right? You know, you, they say with more muscle mass, you're going to have more arteries, which means you have all to have All the higher. chiropractors I know are ripped. They're all like phenomenally healthy. Compare yes. that to the, my uncles and aunties who are all doctors. Oh my God. Well, we have to, we, you know, we live health, you know, we, that's what we do. Um, but, you know, yeah, all my, all the guys I, and the women I work with, or I'm very close, like the ones that are like really pioneering chiropractic to the next level, they're the epitome, right, epitome of health. I mean, you look at them and it's not just about yes. looks. I mean, it's, yeah, they're in great shape, but it also, it's their energy levels and what they're doing yeah. and how they love, they play at this high peak performance all mm -hmm. the time. I love it. Um, but you brought up something I thought was very fascinating because this is me in the sense when it comes to blood pressure, even my physiology teacher, when we were doing testing, cause we were testing, um, um, just, just blood pressure. And we're looking at, we would go get an adjustment. We're doing the whole study on how they, um, one adjustment, how it can lower blood pressure over a period of time, not a treatment. It's just, we're stimulating the parasympathetics in the body. For those who are listening, that's the, um, the calming, the resting, the repairing, the healing part of the nervous system. And uh, once you do that, then blood pressure will drop. 
when they check my blood pressure, I'm usually like 105 over 65. That's just normally Ooh. me. So he checks it. He looks at me. He goes, are you okay? I'm like, why? He goes, you should have like a higher blood pressure. I'm like, why? <laughs> I, I didn't know why at the time. And he's like, because you have more mass, more muscles, more arteries, you need more pressure to push it through. I was like, doesn't that just mean I have a good heart? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And then it went even lower. I got the adjustment. I went like the 99 over 59. And he's just like, that's really low. You should get that checked out. And I was like, for what? You know, here's my, he's not a chiropractor. He's, he's a, a PhD in physiology, but it was just funny. Cause I'm looking like, no, but isn't that like how it, how I should be? Even my heart rates like at 43, 44, not now when I was in Amazing. school, it was, it's around and high. You feel 40s. great, right? Yeah. Feel great. So in, so in Ayurveda, they have a very simple system, simple thing. You just got to ask yourself this. Are you, do you sleep well? Do you eat well? Do you shit well? Do you piss well? Do you fuck well? Do you have an enthusiasm to work? Do you laugh a lot? Then you're well. That's it. I love that. Fuck all this other shit. <laughs> <laughs> Go into a fucking metal checkup and like getting diagnosed with something that you don't fucking need. Oh my God. That happens all the time. Well, look at that. You're bringing up a great point because this is, you know, we can tailor this into a little bit of COVID. Look at um, and I know you're probably very well aware of this. And for the listeners, this is the, probably the first time they're hearing me. I talk a little bit about this here and there, but this may be the first time they hear me say it like this. Um, you know who the inventor of the PCR testing is, correct? Of course. Kurt uh, Mullis. Carrie Mullis. Carrie Mullis. There we go. And, uh, right, I, I, I've, I've been sharing this and educating my community um, in my health arena like crazy when they came out with all the testing that they're going to do. When they came out, they said, we're going to use PCR testing. And I was like, no, you don't want to use PCR testing. And I was like, hold on, let me let, let it not be my opinion because I'm just a chiropractor in some people's view. So I was like, let me look and see what MDs are talking about it. And we had some people who I don't agree with from a medical stand, from a health standpoint, because they're very, they won't, op they won't have open dialogue on um, like some of them are makers of vaccines. They've, they've invented vaccines. I won't mention their names on my podcast, but one of them's make who made vaccines. And when he has a vaccine talk or somebody wants to debate him, he'll just walk out of the room. He won't even, when they start asking him the hard questions, he leaves. So I'm like, come on, you gotta, you gotta be That's able to insane. have that conversation. You gotta have that conversation. Well, what does he have to hide? That's what I'm saying. Right. And, and, uh, you know, it's so quick to make a label and then just walk away. But long story short, even he was like, we shouldn't be using this test. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm with him. Like I was shocked wow. and, there was and there was chiropractors who were coming out sharing his video on podcast and all this stuff. And, I, and there was a chiropractor interview to him and I was going, this is so weird that I'm seeing chiropractors. And then I'm not saying all chiropractors are the same. We're not like we're anti-vax people or anti anything. We're, we're not. Um, uh, we're just pro-truth. We're pro-truth. We're, pro we're purists. Uh, I'm not speaking for all chiropractors because I, I may be going to be careful how I say that. Uh, I'm a purist, but, um, but long story short, um, he was talking about how RCT or PCR should not be utilized because, again, what is it going to be showing? False positives. Constant, or, constant right? And so what has, you know, I would love to pick your brain on this because I know you're very well, well informed and knowledgeable on this. Like when it comes to all this with, you know, these false diagnoses and so forth, you you gotta you gotta look at from your science background and everything when you're using a test that's not as accurate it's just like blood pressure right it's one of them you brought up cholesterol i love how you brought up cholesterol because like women um when they go through menopause their cholesterol should naturally be higher um like my mother she has a cholesterol of around 250 that's her average now you gotta understand some people go that's not good and i said and i remember when her doctor first like looked and said I had, a, I got a lot of respect from her doctor because my mom had severe, severe thyroid where doctors were threatening her. If she didn't go on medication, she died. Her thyroid was only 10% functioning. And within one and a half years, we turned that thyroid around to 50% and now she's at 99%. Everything has been clean for seven years. And what, when that happened, she's like, you know what? I would recommend this, but I know you have your son who works with you. So how about I do the blood work and monitor things and we'll do that and we'll see how things go. And I'm like, cool. Can I work with other patients of yours? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to help people here. But long story short, the point I'm trying to bring up is my mother is a fitness instructor. She's 64 years old. She can still outperform 30 and 40 year olds when it comes to the, you know, when it comes to fitness, but yet her cholesterol is always 250. But the one thing I asked her doctor was, I was like, let's look at her ratio. 
and let's see from an, and ratio guys is LDL and her HDLs and you measure that to see um, that's really more of a better analysis than sense. And when we look at it, she almost has a perfect one-to-one -one ratio, which is textbook. You don't perfect. see that. Right. Yeah. And, and it's one of the things where, but if she went to a standard, you no know, normal medical doctor up oh, 250, you need to be on uh, Lipitor or Crescitor or whatever that may be. Yeah. So, does she eat well? Does she sleep well? Does she fuck well? Does she? <laughs> I may not want to know the fucking well? part. She that, that part I don't want to know, but everything else, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she's well, man. And she's well. So I'm going to start yeah. using that. I like that one. It's very simple science, you know, very simple. So, so the problem is like, this is the, this is a big problem. And it's the fear associated with it. It's black magic, basically, you know, Hippocrates actually says very clearly, never make profit in a sick room. Now, take that one message of his, right? And then transfer it to what's going on in the world today, right? That's all that's happening is profit, profit, profit from sick people, right? And that's where the big problem is. When there's profit potential out of disease, that's what humans lose all their moral code and ethics everything goes out the window done you know the devil comes out to play right that's what hippocrates was he was so wise that he wanted to prevent all the problems that probably happened in his time right he was probably like, look i have wisdom here you know this is the rules we've got to stick by let food be thy medicine simple rule right and um first do no harm how many of those are still practiced now? Very few. Chiropractors practice them all the time. You know, we, what we do with Sermon Breath, same thing, but the medical industry ha does not. And the problem now is, is that they've become so powerful that we are all under fear of doing the right thing. What a bloody nonsense. That we're scared to do the right thing. That we are being forced to now do things, you know, and say things or not say things out of fear of being like fined or kicked out or shut down and you know all kinds of madness so the whole thing is like fear driven it's fear based and it's horrible it's like fear is the worst thing you could ever have for your health you know like that's that's the one thing you got to control the fear response you know but all we're getting right now is bombarded with fear and um so if I was to like check you today for cancer, you're going to have cancer. You're going to have five or six different types of cancers, maybe 10 or more, but they go away. Your body deals with it. You don't get a proliferation of cancer. It's just everyone has cancer. Everyone has some cancer cells, right? On a day-to-day -day basis. It's just normal. It's everyday life. But what happens is you go into a surgery, this happens with cysts, women with cysts a lot. You go in for a regular checkup and the, um, you know, the doctor says, oh, found a cyst. Uh, at the moment, nothing to worry about. It's okay. It's like, you know, it's benign. And then you're like, oh, great. And you're about to walk out of, but then he goes, but there is. A small chance <laughs> that if you don't take this drug <laughs> or don't do this, that you could turn into, and then that's it. Once that's it. Once you told that, so there's a doctor. I really, I'm quoting a lot from this one amazing doctor who I I worship. Like in you know when you have a guru that you you've got to always give respect to the guru. And there's one guy called Doctor B M Higday. I believe he is the father of medicine today in today's age. He is today's Hippocrates. He basically is the top doctor in India. He has the highest awards you can get. He's a cardiac surgeon. He's, he's super renegade, pioneer of so much incredible stuff. And he's made loads, millions of views on YouTube, um, massive following online. And he's like 80 odd years old. He's a rock star. He's got more energy than most. Watch him doing yoga on, on YouTube. He's, he's the kind of doctor that every doctor should like, like respect and follow but they don't you know uh but you know so there's a lot of knowledge that he shares and and one of them is this is that the manufacturing of disease is going on right now is making a disease out of 
um, people who are actually perfectly well, asymptomatic patients who are these super spreaders, you know? So everyone must be vaccinated now. And that's like kind of scary, the thought that we need to vaccinate every single person in the world with something that hasn't been proved, proven yet or tested. But here's, here's the thing, the CEO of Pfizer doesn't want to get vaccinated from his own vaccine. He had made that press announcement. Trump's already said he's not going to have it. And the White House ain't going to have it. So what the hell's going on here? Shouldn't they all have it right now? And then, then, that, then at least if it was honest and done properly, and I would want to make sure that they actually pull out a, a vial that is injected into everyone. No, not some special secret one reserved for them. But the actual one that everyone is going to get and do it live in front of everyone. That will just alleviate all of the fear of everybody. It really would. But whether they do or not, I don't know. And I, I just think that right now we're, we have a case-demic, like a big pandemic of case reports, you know, uh, positive cases. And that's concerning, you know, because you can now create whatever statistics you want. So, you know, you got to also, everyone's got to do statistics, like basic, they should all go and study a little bit of how maths works, right? How stats works. Um, so, you know, Bill Gates posted about a book called How to Lie with Statistics. Read that book. Okay, everything that's going on now, you'll be able to kind of see it from a different lens if you read that book. And, um, you know, if you look at the actual study data of these new vaccines, you've got to look, take into account absolute risk ratio versus relative. The risk ratio right now that they're putting out there is 95%. But actually, the key metric is absolute risk ratio, right? Which is actually around 1%, absolute risk reduction versus the relative risk reduction, which seems way more attractive than 1%, which is a true real metric you need to look at. And the BMJ have been reporting very well on this, the British Medical Journal, who are warning us about the rushing of, of, of this treatment uh, on an unsuspecting, uninformed audience, and they're saying we must look at absolute. So my knowledge on this comes from the British Medical Journal. So don't shoot the messenger here. We're going to go after someone, go after the top journal in the UK, one of the most respected medical journals in the world, who is warning all of us. I'm a pharmacist by you know, qualification. So I, I like to look at things like this. So we have to take all of these into account and also understand that actually, and I actually have a friend here on this island who does the data crunching for the Saudi government on their coronavirus cases, okay, believe it or not. And I've seen the data as it comes in. And actually, the chances of getting it in the first place are so slim, of dying from it, are insanely slim, like crazy, like less than 1%, right? So, uh, you know, and we also have a loads of treatment. So go and check out the Senate, recent Senate hearing from um, amazing doctors in America who um, are treating patients every day, left, right, and center with coronavirus and having great results with a set of different treatments. And, you know, they've got like a multi, uh, uh, you know, prescription, uh, like kind of treatment plan. You know, one of them is with ACQ, ivermercetin, um, you know, there's zinc, obviously, vitamin D3. Uh, in India, actually, they're giving COVID packs to, pay, to people at their home with vitamin D3, ivermercetin, HCQ, uh, doxycycline, a bunch of stuff so that they can have it prophylactically. And India's got a diminishing death count versus, you know, other countries that are much broader spread of population um, who are getting much worse cases because they're, they're not doing anything with the patients. So, you know, I'm very concerned right now about all this, obviously you can tell, all right? Um, we have all the treatments, but there's also some non-pharmaceutical treatments that are also showing very promising results. One of them is obviously vitamin D3, sunlight. I live on an island where in Thailand we hardly have any cases. And, um, you know, there's a lot of... Um, humidity here, sunlight, 
So maybe they are factors. Maybe also the Thailand media doesn't push fear into the people so much. So I don't know. Like there's, we don't see anyone popping off around us, you know. So um, there's something to be said for maybe sunlight, uh, humidity, and talk about humidity. So an ancient, ancient Ayurvedic treatment, tried and tested, the old grandma's remedy as well for colds and flu is, and coronavirus is a cold. Don't forget that it's a common cold. Uh, it's the same, you know, group of, of viruses is simply steam inhalation, right? I just got sent um, a test, uh, like a whole testimony from uh, a famous Ayurvedic clinic in India where 4,000 patients have been treated through steam inhalations every day and, you know, other kind of immune supporting things. But he says primarily steam inhalation is the thing you need. The reason why, you can look this up, Viruses in general do not like high temperatures. They get killed by high temperatures. Okay. Dr. BM Hegde also says one of the best treatments for a sore throat, viral sore throat, is to sip hot tea. Keep sipping hot drinks. Okay. Throughout the day, what it does is it raises the temperature of your throat by a degree. That's all you need to do to kill that virus. Raise your internal temperature. What is that called? Fever. So what does your body do when you get sick? You make a fever, right? So a bit of temperature fever is necessary to kill the bug because that's the, the bug doesn't like it. It doesn't replicate. But what do we do? We pump them full of paracetamol, right? Patients full of paracetamol, which brings the, the temperature. The only, you only do that in very um, serious high temperature cases. Most people don't need paracetamol ever in their lives. They, people take them willy-nilly like, you know, no tomorrow you don't need them so much and um and paracetamol unfortunately every drug goes to the liver first it's called the first past effect any chemical we ingest goes to the liver and what we have a big rise of now is called non-steroidal um sorry non-alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver so you're getting fatty liver right caused by chemicals because people are consuming chemicals, the medications, they're causing liver failure and people die of the liver problems. So this is a huge problem. Huge is the, the amount of chemicals people are being filled with on a day-to-day -day basis and pollution and all that. So why put in more of that when you don't need it? So you should only use drugs when they're, it's a last resort. That's the Ayurvedic system. Always do first, do no harm, do whatever you can to prevent. Um, you know, social distancing is important sometimes, okay? Namaste is the, there's the Indian hello. You don't need to shake hands with somebody who's sick to say namaste, you know, things like that. But also don't be too germophobic, right? We, we need social interaction. We need to be outside. We need fresh air. We need to be in the sunlight, okay? These are all important things as well. So, um, yeah, I just think that the whole system has not served us. It's why we've had so many deaths. Um, experts have been ignored, censored. I've had posts censored, you know, left, right, center that I shared at the start, which have all come true since, you know, have been proven now by data. So, you know, I hate to say I was right, but I was, you know, it sounds like arrogant, but I'm sorry. I, I had known a little bit, you know, in my humble uh, years of being a, you know, somebody doing this work, but breathing techniques as well. Okay. And I, I want to do a bit more study on, on why does our stuff help so much? So I think one of the reasons is, um, so one of the techniques that's in Indian, in Pranayama that's used to kind of, um, kill bacteria, fungi, uh, viruses and flush out the system, like detox, purify the blood basically it's called is bastrika okay bastrika is breathing like this it's a bit like the wim hof method so you do that like for like a minute or so and you start to feel hot and you actually induce a bit of a temperature internal fire gets generated you exercise mitochondria that's one of the ice bath tricks, right? Generating heat. 
especially forcing the inhale. What do you do? You produce a short burst of adrenaline. Acts a bit like dexamethasone. What's dexamethasone shown to be good for? Coronavirus symptoms, okay? It's one of the things that they study. But you can produce your own natural steroids by just fast rhythmic breathing for a minute and then hold your breath, okay? And that corrects the physiology because you don't want to keep hyperventilating. You just do it for a bit, okay? So you generate that heat. And also what you do is you change the pH of your bloodstream. And when you change the pH of your bloodstream, you create an alkalinity. So you're slightly going more alkaline because of the excess um, uh, uh, oxygen you're producing and blowing out carbon dioxide. You're bringing in more oxygen, you're breathing out carbon dioxide. So basically, what happens is you alkalize the system for a short period. And I think, if, I look, if you look at how HCQ works as an antiviral, because remember, it's been used for malaria and many other drugs in the past, uh, many other viral diseases and other autoimmune issues, is it works, I think, and I need to double check this, so you can check this yourself, by creating, it's, it's works with alkalinity around the cell. So, and alkalinity prevents the virus from um, getting into the cell in the first place and causing infection. So I think that Bastrika could be an ancient technique. We need to study it. We need to look at I'm not going to say it's a cure, but I'm trying to explain why we get such good results. But it could be a natural um, antiseptic, basically, you know, a cleanser. Okay. Um, you know, so that's the only way to really change your blood pH is through, not through diet. You know, that's not actually how you change. It's through the breath. The breath is the fastest way to change and probably the only way to really directly change the blood pH. And I think it has a antimicrobial effect. But you must always follow that with breath retention. When you hold your breath afterwards and exhale, okay, and hold your breath for a period, it also induces a positive stress response and it creates a state called intermittent hypoxia, lower than normal oxygen. And that produces this adaptation in the physiology towards having less oxygen. And the, be the, the benefit of that is you get better cardiovascular. You actually um, get better blood flow going to your heart and into your brain. And it prevents things like blood clots, thrombosis, atherosclerosis, plaques and formulas as well. This is all stuff you can look up. We have um, a whole section on our blog about this stuff. And this is also the mechanism of action of Wim Hof method, why that works so well as well, is that positive stress response. So I've created a system that is rhythmic breathing. Rhythmic breathing has another benefit of creating coherence. You're into HRV, so when you breathe in and out at the perfect rate, you create this state called coherence, where your heart rate variability goes like this. Okay, and that is a beautiful physiological state for optimum heart-brain balance. But that is like a form of bastrika, but rhythmic bastrika. And then that allows you to then hold your breath for a long period. So that's called kumbhaka. And that's really the magic of, of what we're doing with sound breath. But we have a series of different breathing techniques for different uses. It's more like a pharmacy library of different methods for different things. And yeah, that's, that's a little bit, bit on that. Um, there's so much more we could go into. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. Now, as I was going to ask you, like, what's the difference? You know, you already mentioned about holding, breathing in, breathing everything out, and then holding. What about if you breathe in and then hold? Is there a difference on health effects of what that does? Yeah. So that's called antara kumbaka. Now, the only way to really create true hypoxia and to get the levels down long enough is doing it after the exhale. Okay after expiration. So that's when you create this intermittent hypoxic state where the oxygen levels go below um, uh, like, you know, 80, then go down like to 70. Some people get it down to like 40. All right. I know it's amazing. And, but it's only for a brief period, not for long term, just for a very short period, like one, one minute or so, two minutes, that's all you need. And, but when you do on the inhale, uh, it's harder to get that hypoxia because you're bringing in the oxygen and you already have oxygen in your lungs, so you get that gaseous exchange. The point of doing the exhale is to have no air in your lungs and that stops gaseous exchange yeah, from happening. 
And that's how you get that real hypoxic state. But you should use the two in combination. So do the exhale first, hold, hold for as long as you can, and then inhale, hold. Do that for um, as long as it's comfortable. Don't strain it or force it. Some people force the inhale too much and they can get like inner ear issues like tinnitus and things. So, uh, you know, that's the one thing you've got to bear in mind is no force in any of these techniques. Keep it relaxed. So yeah, that's, that's a bit of, but there's also one thing that's very important. So remember, yoga was actually created, inspired from studying animals in nature. Okay. That's why some of the yoga poses look like animals doing stretches and things. And um, what they studied, what they found was animals that live a long time, like elephants and turtles, for example, they have very slow breathing rates. Okay of like two to four breaths a minute. Animals that live um, a very short time, like rats and mice, they actually um, have very fast breathing rates, like uh, 20, 40 breaths a minute, okay? But there's an anomaly to this rule, and that's the naked mole rats. Naked mole rats live up to 30 years, and they live free of disease, and they, the doctors even try, the scientists try to give them infections, right? And they tried to give it cancer, and they were just super strong, robust creatures. Didn't even get cancer. And they realized that what's different is that they are living in hypoxia for most of their life. They're living in low oxygen environments, and they can hold their breath for like 18 minutes at a time. Right? And what do yogis do? They learn how to hold their breath for long periods of time. Okay? And that's the secret. And why is this? There's a there's an explanation for this and longevity, right? So oxidative stress is the reason. There's a doctor called Helmut Sees who coined the term oxidative stress. He says, although it's very difficult to live without oxygen, it's very difficult to live with oxygen because of this problem of oxidative stress. And basically, um, it's to do with free radical damage to DNA and, and it can actually kill you too much oxygen can actually kill you. That's why they have to be very careful when they administer supplemental oxygen to patients, okay? So control of oxygen is the secret to longevity. That is the secret. And the entire yogic pranayamic system is developed, designed to make you so efficient using oxygen that you hardly need to breathe at all, okay? Where your breathing is so slow, so co uh, coherent and slow and smooth right that's the that's the true yogi okay and that shows okay like so you can see the people who over breathe suffer from hypertension they suffer from weight issues sleep apnea asthma all kinds of weird issues right and chronic diseases and basically that's what kills them heart disease and you know, things are associated with um, people who have inflammation in the body. And where does that come from quite often? Oxygen, too much over-breathing. So when you breathe a lot, it's a sign of set stress. When you're chronically stressed, your body produces more adrenaline and you um, get into this fight-flight response and your body is trying to run away from danger, but you're still surrounded by the stress because you, you can't run away from your boss or your job. You're sitting there dealing with bills um, and you go home and you've got a wife that you also cannot run away from. So you're constantly bombarded by stress every day and then you drink coffee and that adds even more stress to the mix. So um, that's a big problem, like is control of stress response. And if you don't control the stress response, your breathing gets erratic, it goes incoherent, you cause problems with your HRV, your heart rhythms, and you also um, can overbreathe, meaning you have too much oxygen stuck to your red blood cells, not enough carbon dioxide. So carbon dioxide is the medicine. If you can raise carbon dioxide and nitric oxide naturally, carbon dioxide is a vasodilator, nitric oxide is a vasodilator, and it helps get oxygen and blood to where it needs to be, right? And that's the key to getting healthy, is getting good blood flow and blood circulation. I'm pretty sure with chiropractic, the techniques you do, the adjustments and stuff, also influences tension and reducing tension around the body. And tension and things like that diminishes blood flow to the body, right? 
And it's to do with the nervous nervous system and all that, right? And getting it to trigger properly. So if you get chronic tension, that usually leads to chronic pain. And chronic pain really is just tension. And tension comes from overthinking, overbreathing, stress, 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 worry, worry, worry. So the entire system of yoga is all about calming the ner- nervous system down. Chitti Niti Nuroda is all about calming the, the that's the mantra. Calm bring tranquility to mind. That's the secret to success and health and wellness and happiness. And when, when you calm and relax, and you'll find that there's a lot of cases of spontaneous remission from Christian faith healers, okay, and Reiki masters. What's happening is that a person is lying there for the first time being cared for. And maybe it's the first time they've calmed their mind and switched off. And what happens? The body goes from defense mode in, uh, into relaxation respo- and rejuvenation mode and tension releases and blood flow goes to the diseased area and healing occurs. And that can sometimes be enough to awaken the person. So that's why we call our course, the 21 day protocol, the awakening protocol, because it's all about awakening your whole physiology up to what it should be. When you become a fully functioning human, a holistic human with both left and right brain working in harmony with each other and each uh, brain being taken care of your gut brain your sex your heart everything in tune and when you're in your element and your flow and you find your passion that's when you can really thrive in life and that's what my whole system is designed to do i love that i think that's uh it's solid stuff and everything you're sharing here is 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 really good is this why then um i've heard many stories of yogis um I don't know if this is an old practice that they used to do where they'll take a master yogi and they'll go ahead and put six feet underground, put them in a coffin, seal it up, and they'll come back and visit three days later. And then they'll go, or a week later, I've heard some stories. I've heard Deepak Chopra talk about a week later. And then they'll go ahead and come back and they open them up and they'll be like, "Hmm, good morning. (laughs) Um, Is that part of like what you're talking about, like the training of hypoxia, hyperoxia, you know, just knowing how to utilize oxygen in those ways. So what do animals do every winter? Hibernate. So this is just human inducing hibernation. That's what it is. Yogis have figured out the science of mimicking animals in nature. What do um, reptiles and birds have? Um, I was going to say cold blood, but that's not true. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of reptiles do, but reptiles, what they have the birds. is a sixth, they have a sixth, a sixth sense, not a sixth sense, a sixth sense, as in they have a... Yes. Super sensory perception. They can sense danger from miles away. They can tell the weather when it's going to change. They can even read, it seems like they can read thoughts in, pe- in each, o- you know, uh, each other, right? Birds can communicate long distances to each other. Crazy, weird stuff. So even that, by very powerful high ritual yogic practices, can be mimicked because our reptilian brain is just like a snake, a serpent. We are from the coccyx tail all the, all the way up the spine to the brainstem, serpents. We are lizards. We are reptiles. We are actually reptiles. When David Icke said we're all reptiles, it's true. Well, some more than others, but it's true. We are inside reptilian brains. So we can wake that up, that part of the brain up, if we know how. And there is a deep science. If, in fact, in Thank India, you for listening to the podcast. For past uh, shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and amazing. added to your I've life to help you on the journey to rediscover fact, who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please uh, visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic21. Follow us on Instagram www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast. Sharing paths to help you rediscover 
your infinite end up potential. You. It's George and the Dragon, right? It's all about George slaying the dragon. Well, this is a metaphor. You know, controlling the Kundalini, the sexual energy, the serpent energy. You know, that's the Kundalini sexual energy. And when we bring that under our control, we can become incredible creators, innovators, spiritual beings, peak performers, athletes. We can even do magic if we wish, you know, like, and all sorts of stuff. But I'm not going to say that I have done that yet, but we do uh, are aware, aware of this, you know, as being a possibility, you know, because I've seen this stuff in India happening. I've heard so many stories in India about that. And I'm just always like, I got to learn. Eventually, maybe I may take that up. I don't know if that's my thing, but I'm like, that'd be cool though to do, you know, or like I'll tell patients sometimes I, I just, I practice these practice a lot of Wim Hof stuff and I did the crow therapy for years. And yeah. I always tell my patients sometimes I'm like, I'm practicing to get 50 degrees water sitting in there for 45 minutes. And they're like, why would you want to do something like that? I'm like, you know what? I don't know, but I just want to be able to control my physiology so much that I can be able to, like when the cold's here, I can just shift it like this and then be like, okay, let's create internal heat. And that way I can handle and be more adaptive to different situations. How, how long can you get to at the moment? Uh, about 2025 20, now I'm working there. And, and are you doing any technique while you're in there? I'll sometimes I'll do a little bit of some breathing, the kind of breathing you were doing. I'll just do a little bit more. I, I, I know breath of fire is not the same as what you were talking about, right? What you were showing um, us earlier. So what you want to do to generate heat is you want to put the emphasis on the inhale. When you breathe in twice the length of time as you breathe out, right? You stimulate sympathetic nervous system and you generate heat. Okay. I mean, I'm already sweating just by doing that. <laughs> it's cool. You try that. Try that. I've spent 30 minutes with Wim Hof in an ice bath at his home. So, you know, oh, it's I possible. Only... Yeah. Um, and then there's also in order to calm the nerves when, so you do that for, uh, let's say 10 times and then you do toning. Oi, oh, like, or just orm, orm. And that calms the vagus nerve down. It stops you from panicking. Because cool. panicking is what makes you jump out of the ice bath. Right? <laughs> I, you know yeah. what's funny about the ice bath? I've been doing it for so long. I have, because right now it's in, I'm in Chicago and it's winter. So which is nice. I have a, a hundred gallon livestock tank in my backyard and I just cover it up. It's, I put Epsom salt and all those other things. I put an ozonator in there to keep it clean. And then I'll just hop out. I'll go outside. It's like 40 something degrees uh, and I'll hop in there. But it, no matter how many times I've done it, for some reason, my nervous system's wired this way where I'm like, for 10 seconds, you look at me and I'm just like, and I'm just trying to call. I'm like, yes. it's panicking. And, no, yes. and I've done this so many times. It happens every single time. It's so fascinating. But then, of course, obviously, once I get the breath down, then it's like, like bliss just yes. And then I'm like, yes. in that moment. So burst breathing is the way to um, release that as well. So this comes from Russian martial arts to steamer. So what you do is um, when you get that panicky state, just force the exhale several times. This is another way to just calm the nervous system down. It, it, it also generates heat. Any kind of hyperventilation generates heat. And, cool. um, and you'll generate heat pretty quickly and calm down. <laughs> it's actually what you're supposed to do when you're uh, getting given birth as well. Makes Hopefully sense. you won't have to do that ever. I'm hoping not anytime soon, least, <laughs> you know, maybe not in this lifetime. Not in this lifetime. I love it. Well, brother, yeah. I, I can talk to you for hours. I definitely would love to have you, you know, I'll have you back on again soon. Cause this is always cool. great to chat with you. I love connecting with like-minded individuals and just be able to have a chat and talk about life. There are so many things we could have, uh, gone even more down in a, you know, in one of those ways, but I love the work you're doing. I practice, I've been doing some every morning, uh, for the last, I think 60 something days. Now I'll go on my infrared sauna and I do your breath work session. There's some on YouTube I, I, I use. Um, and I, I just, for the listeners, I've been, it's phenomenal. I highly recommend checking it out. Check out the 21 day, check out everything you're doing. I, I'm not saying that because I've run through it. I've seen it. It's great work and what you're doing. I mean, like you were just talking about today, right? Just about in cold, even in a cold situation, you can use your breath to create heat. You can use your breath for so many different things. And uh, we talked a lot about this for the listeners. There's a podcast he was been on. Naraj has been on before. Um, we get into the neuroscience of the breath work and everything, and you can tap into there. I'll have that in the show notes, but how can people just, again, connect with 
with you, my friend, to follow you, all the things, amazing things you're doing for humanity and so much more. Yeah, fantastic. So best way would be to go to um, our website, somabreath.com and sign up for the masterclass and uh, get onto our mailing list. We give a lot of free training and you can also uh, check out our courses, the 21 day awakening protocol, which is amazing. Uh, really transformative uh, results. But if you want to be an instructor of these techniques, if you fall in love with it, which I'm sure you will, then uh, you can also find out the instructor training there. We have two levels, like first level, which is primary breath work, and then the second master's training, which is the whole holistic uh, health coaching training, which is amazing. You're going to just, even if it's just for yourself and use it for yourself, you're going to be really impressed. And um, we also have YouTube, Soma Breath on YouTube, loads of free training and content and techniques you can test out on there for free. And um, also Instagram, my Instagram, uh, the Renegade Pharmacist, you can look it up. We also have the Soma Breath Instagram. I'll give you all the stuff you can check out. And yeah, I'm sure your listeners could benefit from a discount as well. So I'll give you a special uh, offer for that as well if you want. Appreciate that, brother. And all the listeners, this, all this information will be in the show notes, so definitely check that out. Naraj, my friend, I appreciate you. Amazing uh, to have you on. Well, I'm glad we're able to connect again, and I'm looking forward to definitely having you connecting in the, in the new year um, to share more of uh, your wisdom and picking out some fun topics just to um, chat. It's a fresher breath air, I always say, to be able to connect with someone who's like-minded, aware. I don't like to use the word awake. It's been, you know, because a lot of people can manipulate that term, but just aware uh, and your level of awareness um, on different facets, right? Uh, it's really, really great to connect with. So appreciate everything you're doing, my friend, and thank you. No, From one human it, to another. For sure, brother. Respect. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.